I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Make sure you have your elements ready. We're going to be receiving communion today after I share some scripture. Then I'm going to be praying for you for your healing or for whatever else you need from the Lord. But today we're going to be talking about um, communion and healing. So I'm going to share a little bit about communion and then we're going to receive the elements and then I'm just going to come into agreement with you for your healing. This is a time for, for me to just be a servant to you and to pray and to believe God for whatever that particular prayer point is. And God knows that right now there's a lot of you that need healing in your body, restoration in your body. And I believe, and those of you that have known me for years and years and years know that I believe in Acts 10:44 that while Peter yet spake the words, the Holy Spirit fell on all them that heard the word. We're starting to see that kind of manifestation. I was doing a live with Robert Sharp here in my uh, community in Flemington, up in Flemington. And we actually did have someone that was healed just through the receiving of the word of God. And I was actually not even talking about healing per se, but I was talking about the heart of the father. And the heart of the father is to provide for us in every area of our life, uh, not only financially, but spiritually as well. Okay, so... Uh, please, again, if you could share and you have your elements ready, if you have, don't have your elements ready, please get them ready. Just leave the volume on, go get your elements, and let's take partake together. But I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 26. And the, the Apostle Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus. Oh, I could feel the anointing coming on me already. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. Do this. Whenever you drink it, do it in remembrance of of me for whatever whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death till he comes now why is it important that we as christians celebrate communion well jesus started the tradition of communion he instructed his followers to use bread and wine to remember the sacrifice that he was going to make when he died for our sins and provided for our physical bodies. Communion, my friends, is not an obligation or a ritual, but it is a celebration and worship of the person, Jesus Christ. It is a time where we focus our attention on him and we remember what he did for us with a thankful heart. 
It's a celebration of how he gave himself for you and I completely to give us, my friends, a better life. And you know that scripture, John 10, 10 says that it is the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So when we partake of communion this morning, we remember that Jesus provided a better life for us. And let me tell you, when it comes to physical sickness and our need for healing, there is no peace when we have sickness in our bodies. It's God's will that he restore us back to health completely. The Bible says in 3 John 2, Beloved, above all, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers. Sometimes people think, well, maybe healing isn't for me. Well, my friends, healing was provided for all. There was a man that came to Jesus and said, Lord Jesus, if you be willing, you can heal my servant. And he said, I will. It is God's will to provide healing for you. Okay. Now, as we can, as we partake of these elements, we will remember that bread is a, is a symbolic, is symbolic of Jesus being the bread of life that was broken for us. Jesus calls himself the bread of life which came down from heaven. And he said himself, whoever eats this bread will live forever. My bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Okay, so when we trust him, we can be assured that he will nourish us. He will strengthen us and he will satisfy us with everything else that in this world leaves us empty. Wine is symbolic of the cup and I love this. When I was studying about this today, I just felt like a greater revelation being imparted into my spirit. Wine is symbolic of the new covenant and the cleansing of our sin. Now, if you read Hebrews chapter 10, you'll, you'll read how it was the blood of bulls and goats and they had to be offered, you know, all the time, all the time, all the time. But Jesus came himself once and for all, to be the final sacrifice that took away our sins. And this is the blood of the new covenant. We remember this sacrifice when we partake of this element. Now, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but I would strongly encourage many of you to read the Bible through the year. It is very enlightening. What I learned about the word of God and the sacrifice and the, and the blood of bulls and goats and how God was in all these sacrifices, I learned that the gospel is a bloody gospel. But the beauty of it is when you get into the New Testament, it causes you to understand and realize and have a revelation of the fact that Jesus Christ was the lamb that was slain for us to take away the sin of the world. <clears throat> so we no longer have to rely on the blood of bulls and goats and go into the, into the, and sacrifice every single year. And there were a lot of laws and ordinances and so on and so forth. No, Jesus entered into the Holy of Holies once and for all. And he, he, he splattered his blood and he did that for you and I. So today we are going to do this in remembrance of what he did for us. So as we partake today in communion, let us remember what the Bible says about our healing. So what I'm going to do is, I'm, like I always do with the prayer points, I'm going to read several scriptures, then we're going to go ahead, we're going to partake of the elements, and then I'm going to pray with you, okay? 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need to give the more earnest heed to the things that we have learned lest at any time we let them slip. And right now in the midst of this pandemic, and it seems like in the natural there's been another surge, we need to remember that Jesus bore our sicknesses, he carried our diseases, and by the stripes he bore on his body, we are healed. And we need to bring our minds and our hearts back to remembrance of what the word of God says in the midst of the darkness and the sickness and all these things that are going on in the earth, okay? Galatians 3.13 says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law because he was made a curse for us. What is the curse of the law? If you read Deuteronomy 28, you will find out that the curse was threefold. Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Our emphasis today is on sickness. When Jesus became a curse for us, he literally took upon himself the sin, but he took upon himself also your sicknesses and your diseases. He became sick for you so that you don't have to be sick. He became a curse for you so that by the stripes he bore on his body, you would have healing provided for you in Jesus' name. Another one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 1.16. I love this. It says here, the scripture says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Now we read that word salvation and we think it's salvation and we think in our heads, it's saving from our sins, salvation. But that word salvation is the Greek word soteria, S-O-T-E-R-I-A. And that word uh, is amplified in the Greek, literally means deliverance, healing, safety, and soundness. So I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto deliverance. It is the power of God unto healing. It is the power of God unto safety. And it is the power of God unto soundness. Psalms, 120, uh, Psalms 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now remember, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he hasn't changed. So when he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, you know, he's still doing that today. And here we see the psalmist say the same thing. And he's proclaiming the truth of who God is and his character is and in essence who Jesus was when he walked the face of this earth. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And he says, and forget. Remember, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And, and, for, and forget not all his benefits. And what are his benefits? He forgives all your iniquity. But he also, it says here, and he heals you of all your <clears throat> diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. I've actually seen people get born again and filled with the Holy Spirit and, and on fire for God and they get into the word of God and it's actually like the, their age is reversed. 
it actually looks like they become younger and younger and younger and younger. Well, you know, I believe God can do that because when you have the life of God in you, that's uh, Zoe, that's the John 10, 10 life, life more abundantly. When you have the Zoe life of God in you, that Zoe is eternal life. Life as God has it. So those of you that are born again, children of God, you have the Zoe life of God in you. And this Zoe life of God is the same spirit or same essence that raised Christ from the dead. And the Zoe life of God will quicken your mortal body. Remember, we said, as I'm preaching this word and ministering this word, I believe that the power of God, Acts 10, 44, can come on you right where you are in your room. There's somebody right now who you have some kind of eye disease. And the Lord is going into that area of your eyes and he is bringing a healing and a cure in your eye in the name of Jesus. You just receive that right now. You may say, well, what is that? That's the word of knowledge. And we've been seeing more and more and more of this kind of manifestation. You see, God knows who's listening and he knows what you have need of. And the power of God, the scripture says, is present to heal. So all you need to do is reach out and grab it and receive it unto yourself christ in you the hope of glory so let's get back the same spirit that raised christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you and he quickens your mortal body so christ the healer christ in you will quicken your mortal body and bring life to you so he redeems your life from the pit he crowns you with steadfast love and mercy he satisfies you with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Then you go down a few scripture. For as high as the heavens are upon this earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. Notice that the Lord has compassion. He was moved with compassion. Jesus touched their eyes and immediately they regained their sight and they followed him. Here's another scripture, Luke 7, 13. When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said to her, do not weep. Now, listen, my friends, this think about those of us that are empaths. We're very empathetic. Okay, and we have a lot of empathy and how much compassion we have for people, passion we have for animals, compassion for a bird that might hit the window and, and fall on your deck. We just have a lot of compassion. But this is a compassion that goes beyond a compassion that any human being can have in the midst of their personality. God so loved you. He was so moved with compassion for you that he gave his only begotten son that if you would just believe on him, you would not perish but have everlasting life. God loves each and every one of us as if there was only one of us. He has that much compassion for humanity that he, he, he brought his son into the earth, born of a virgin, and he went about and he, he was the will, Jesus was the will of God in action on the earth, and he was moved with compassion toward humanity. I want you to keep that in your mind because what I'm sensing with some of you is, is you fear God. You're afraid of God. You think God's going to strike you down. But perfect love and a knowledge of God's compassion towards you casts out that fear. 
And when you know God loves you with an everlasting love, you will understand that no good thing does he withhold from you. So the Lord is just saying, just lift up the hands that hang down. I'm going to strengthen your feeble knees. There's somebody that's had some pain and stiffness, even in your knees and you're contemplating surgery. The power of the Lord is present to heal. Receive this morning or wherever your time zone is, receive your healing in your, in your knee. Just put your hand on your knee and just say, Lord, I receive my healing now in Jesus' name. Okay, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. And, and the scripture says, remember, he was the will of the Father in action and healing every disease and every sickness. We quoted this. I'm going to read it so you know that it's in the Bible. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our sufferings, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Notice that the scripture says we are healed, not going to be, not maybe, not hope so, maybe in the future. No, this is where faith comes in, my friends. Hebrews 11, 1 says faith is the confidence, the assurance that the things we hope for are going to happen for us. It is the evidence of things not seen. King James says faith is the substance of two things. It's a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So he says, by the stripes he bore on his body, you are healed. In other words, in the realm of the spirit, you already have your healing. You just need to receive it, begin to speak the word of God like the woman with the issue of blood did. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. She spoke what she believed was going to happen. She called Abraham, called those things that be not as though they were. By his stripes, you are healed. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things we don't see. It's not the doubting Thomas kind of faith, you know, where, where you, be, you, you believe when you see it. No, you've got to believe in your heart, and then you will see it manifest in the natural. Because in the spirit, your healing is already done. It's already accomplished. Okay? Um, okay? Heal me, O Lord, Jeremiah 17, 14, and I will be healed. You know, doesn't the Bible say, call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty and marvelous things that you do not know? Well, here he's, if you want to call upon him, like Kenneth E. Hagin did, he used Mark 11, 23 and 24 that says, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you will have it. And he said to the Lord, oh, I desire to be healed in my body. He had an incurable blood disease, a deformed heart. He was on his deathbed. And so it occurred to him that he has to receive by faith. And for Kenneth e. Hagen, he said a healed person doesn't stay in bed. So he put action to his faith. And he just began to move his body and began to, because he was paralyzed as well. And he, he just began to move his body and he began to try to get up. Well, he was making an effort to get up out of bed. And he said what happened was the power of the Lord, which was already present to heal, 
he started moving his body and his faith activated the power of God. He said the power of God went into his body and he felt for him, this may not happen with everyone, but for him, he said he felt like electricity going in and through his body and it brought about a healing and a cure in him. And he was 100% healed in his body. And you know his story. Jesus said to him, go and teach my people faith. And he picked up that mantle and he did what God had called him to do. So the scripture says, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. You can ask, but don't keep asking over and over and over and over and over. You ask once, you believe you receive it. And after that, you go your way and you thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Thank you that you bore my sicknesses. Thank you that you carried all my diseases. I thank you that I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. I thank you and I praise you, Jesus, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you go your way and you thank him. Praise, worship, and thanksgiving is the voice of faith. You're activating your faith with the words of your mouth by thanking him that it's already done, even though you don't see the manifestation in your mortal body. Luke 13, 11 through 13. And a woman there was there who was crippled by a spirit for 18 years. Wow, we have a lot of you making comments. It's so good, so good, so good. Please share this on your wall so that others can hear. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years, <laughs> right? She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and he said to her, woman you are set free from your infirmity then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised god that's just another way to receive healing you can receive healing as we take these elements you receive healing as we're speaking this word you can also receive healing through the laying out of hands us all being in quarantine we're not having that physical contact but i have good news for you the bible says though we're absent in the flesh we are present in the spirit just, just imagine when we when we pray at the end that the Lord is just laying his hand on your head and that the power of God is just going in on the inside of you. Okay. <laughs> God bless you, Angel. Thank you. Okay. James 5.16. See, these are the things we don't hear taught much anymore in the church. And, you know, we've let these things slip. And that's why we're seeing a lot of the kinds of things we're seeing in the earth. But God is reviving this message because he has compassion on his afflicted and he wants to bring healing. James 5.16. Therefore, confess to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed, which is what I'm going to do at the end after we receive the elements. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. <clears throat> Last scripture for today. You know what has happened, Acts 10, 37 through 38, throughout the providence of Judea. Beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. So communion is important because it is a command, like we said in the beginning, to remember. Jesus wants us to remember. Remember I provided healing for you. Remember that I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Remember in the midst of this virus that I will take sickness away from you and I will heal you of your wounds. 
He wants us to remember him and his sacrifice. He wants us to remember that he is the one who provides all of our needs spiritually, but specifically today, physically. Okay? So, we're going to go ahead and partake of the elements. I hope you have your elements ready. Remember, Jesus said to do it in remembrance of me. When you partake of the elements, do this in remembrance of me. You can get your elements out. I have my cup and I have my, this is actually a rice cake, same thing. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. Let's pray. Let's get quiet. I want you just to close your eyes. And just center yourself. And focus your attention on Jesus. And just look unto him, the author and the finisher of your faith. And look at him. You can even imagine that you're just before what we call the throne of grace, Hebrews 4.16. You're coming to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You're going to the Father. And Father, we do come to you. Father, I, I'm so thankful that I could bring all my friends with me to the throne of God, to your throne. And we can all come together. Father, we're here on this earth, but one day we'll all be together in heaven and we'll be worshiping you. And today, Father, while we're here on this earth, we first of all want to say together, we worship you. We worship you, Father. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice. We thank you that he was the lamb that was slain from before the foundation of the earth. We thank you for the provision that you made for us for healing. And today, as we partake, first of all, of the bread, we thank you, Father, that his body was broken for us. And that as we partake of this bread, we thank you for our healing. We thank you that you provided healing. We thank you that his body was broken for us. We thank you that Jesus became a curse for us. We thank you for what Jesus, what you provided. So Lord, we just worship you today and let's partake of the bread. Okay, and in the same way, he took the cup saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this. Whenever you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. I just worship you today. Thank you, Lord. I'm so in love with you. We're so in love with you. Thank you that you're selfish, selfish, selflessly, you selflessly just died on that cross, shed your blood for us. We thank you that you gave your all, you poured out your life for us. Whenever you do, do this in remembrance of me. Okay, so Lord, we just take this cup 
And we thank you for your shed blood. We thank you, Lord, that we are under, we're not under the law, but we are under grace. And that your grace is sufficient for us. And we thank you for the cup of the new covenant. And today we partake of this cup in remembrance of your shed blood. Let's take it together. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for every person who's listening live and every person who's listening on the replay. I pray, Father, that you continue to bless them, keep them, make your face to shine upon them. I thank you, Father, that according to your word, your healing power is at work in them. You are perfecting a healing and a cure in them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. And I just want you to imagine Jesus just coming to you and laying his hand on you. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the mighty God. Anxiety, you have to go in Jesus' name. I speak peace in the midst of the storm where there's anxiety, Jesus. You are the great physician. Go in and balance out the hormones to bring peace. We just worship you today. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.